reason Ecstasy coke, you say it's love, it is poison Schools where I learn, they should be burned, it is poison Physicians prescripting us medicine, which is poison Doctors injecting our infants with the poison Religion misunderstood, it's poison Niggas up in my hood be getting shot, giving poison In hospitals, shots riddled a block little Children and elderly women run for their lives Drizzling rain come out the sky Every time somebody dies, must be out my fucking mind What is this, the hundredth time sending flowers to funerals Reading rest in peace, you know the usual Death comes in threes, life is short as what some niggas said Not if you measure life by how one lives and what he did It funny how these black killer companies is making money off us Fast food, cola, soda, skull and bone crosses What's good, what's good, what's good You are now tuned in to another episode of Best of Both Worlds Welcome again If you heard the last episode, I promise you that's not how every episode goes I'm a lot more mature than that This platform is a lot more responsible than some of the language I was putting on it, uh uh, yeah, some of the language I put on there, whatever, you know, for my older crowd that listens, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot more mature than that, and this episode is more catered towards you, maybe because, or I think so, because what I'm going to be discussing is some of the my viewpoints on this subject, you'll be able to understand a lot more than a younger crowd will, and that's just me being honest, you know, a lot of my peers, I can't have some of these conversations with, and when I come on here, it's kind of like me venting. It's kind of like me having an outlet to express a chamber of some of my thoughts that I'm not able to let out on a regular basis, which is not good, which means I need to figure out uh, what I'm spending a lot of my time doing and who I'm spending my time with. Uh, and yeah, man, you know, as of late, I haven't been around a lot of people outside of like the social events. So, you know, I could I could do better on that. But whatever, that's not what we're here for. That's not what I came to talk about. Whatever. Shout out to all my new listeners. Shout out to all my old listeners, my younger crowd, my older crowd, the immature, the mature, everybody in between. It's the best of both worlds, man. I want to cater to everybody. So, yeah, uh, without any further ado, I'm going to get right into it. I wanted to talk about the different points of view in life, right? And I have a bunch of subgenres under that that I'm going to... Like further uh to 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 really delve into that, you know what I mean? Some 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 subgenres that are gonna give examples and that are going to uh, encourage thought and encourage discussion, debate amongst you and your peers, whoever's listening, and whatever, man. Your viewpoint is your viewpoint, mine is mine. You're you're subject to your own opinions. And yeah, so different points of view of life. There was a movie that I watched uh, pretty recently, it's called Free Guy. For some of you who have seen the trailer, Free Guy is about a character who was created, and actually an algorithm, an algorithm who was created um, in a game, in a world that's supposed to be meta, right? So Facebook recently dropped an announcement about a new meta universe where it's going to be in, uh, uh, what is the word for it? Uh, Sorry about that. It's going to be called uh, augmented reality, right? And basically what that is, is it's like VR where you can enter a new world, but it's going to be based in the real world. That makes sense, right? So imagine it like this, right? You put glasses on and... Or no, 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 no. A better example. A lot of you have used Snapchat, right? And Snapchat has had features where... You can have your emoji character that you created dance on like a table or on the floor or whatever. That's basically what augmented reality is. It's like an object that is animated or created through technology can be uh, 
can have interactions with the physical world that makes sense can be one in one with the physical world so i can have a character dance across my table or i can have uh a visual of a gorilla jumping out of the side of a building with like a bunch of effects and all that but it's based off like I'm, i have the camera pointed towards an actual building in the real world I, I didn't really explain that the best but you can go on google and look it up man get a further explanation of it but whatever so free guy was about a character an algorithm who was created in a game that was based around augmented reality right and this algorithm this guy aka free guy um spoiler alert too man um, if you haven't seen the movie, go ahead and skip ahead a little bit to the next topic and whatever. Free Guy had the ability to, not not even the ability, he just had the mindset. One of the days he woke up was like, hey, I want to try something new. I want to try something different, right? And the ability to see the world he was in from a different lens was by literally wearing a pair of lenses. Uh, some glasses that, you know, characters have, people who are behind People who are playing this game, right? So when you play this game, your character, regardless of how you dress them up, whatever, your character in the game has on goggles, right? So you're behind the, the computer screen, you're controlling the character, playing the game, whatever, doing everything that's interactive, but your character is wearing these goggles and going through the most. It's like playing GTA, basically, right? So imagine playing GTA and the character that you made has to have glasses. Like, you cannot take the glasses off as part of the game. So for an algorithm or a character that's inside of the game, he sees the glasses and he's like, okay, let me take the glasses, let me see what they see, blah, blah, blah. So he figures out that, you know, he can have more control over his life because he was designed to go through his life every day doing the same thing. Everything was already laid out, mapped out for him because, like I said, he's an algorithm. So he was created, he was coded, to be the exact same each and every day. The creators, his creators, um, made him to be something that went through the motions, right? And this was significant because, it, it, like, the, the movie has so many layers to it, you know what I mean? So, like, first off, the, meta, the metaverse, right? They dropped the movie about a version of a metaverse, and it's like, all right, we have to look in the future and see, not look in the future, but you know what I mean, like, this is an, a hint. This is a breadcrumb to a larger piece of pie, if that makes sense. We're able to see an example of what's to come. That We just had the news article break about Facebook becoming meta because there's a metaverse coming out. Well, this metaverse we've already seen in first firsthand in movies, right? Um, whatever. That's really surface. That's not really that deep. The deeper side of this movie, there was... On like the first day where Free Guy became like somewhat independent, where he felt comfortable in his walk of life being something that he wasn't designed to be. And it was he went to a coffee, he went to a coffee shop that he goes to every single morning. Every single morning he wakes up, he says hello to his fish, he does whatever, he gets dressed, put the same fit on, he goes and he gets his coffee. Every day he goes and gets his coffee and he gets a medium with two creams, right? Everybody in this game who was created, every algorithm in this game that was created was designed to go to a coffee shop in the morning, get a medium with two creams. And it was made like that because the person who created the game likes a medium coffee with two creams. That's how she does her mornings uh, normally. So he goes into the shop and he says, hey, let me get a coffee or no, he says, let me get a Frappuccino. 
and everybody in the restaurant freezes. Everything going on outside the uh, the shop freezes. Everybody's looking in the window in amazement. The cashier looks at him crazy, and he is like, yeah, you know, like, let me get a Frappuccino. And there was a cop in there, uh, another algorithm, another character of the game. Um, there was a cop in there, and he started to, you know, reach for his gun, and people started to kind of get into, like, a defensive stance, almost in a sense where it was like he had to be eliminated, right? And all of this came because he did... He made one decision to say something or act on something that was different from the norm. He made one decision to say, let me do something different than what I've been doing all of my life for all for as long as I can remember. Let me do something different from what the masses is doing and let me try something new, right? And a lot of us live life like that. You know what I mean? Going through the motion... Um, hypnotic rhythm, some of you may not know that reference, but whatever, hypnotic rhythm, basically. A lot of us are going through the motion. A lot of us are followers, you know what I mean? I grew up, the way my parents raised me is they, they made it, like, they put an emphasis on being a leader, right? Everything I did that was, like, cornball behavior or just me moving without thinking or doing things that I saw my friends doing, it's like, bro, don't be a follower. Don't go with the crowd. Don't go with the masses. Be your own man. Do your own thing. Be a leader. You know what I mean? It's cool to be different. You know what I mean? It's... Is, you know, kids go to school and they make fun of the kid that's super smart, but super, like, socially awkward, right? So he's always in his computer, always has his laptop on him. Super smart, super, super educated kid, but he's weird. And we used to make fun of that kid. You know what I mean? Like, let me not say we, but kids my age, my peers, we used to make fun of those type of kids. And looking back at it, it's like, yo, these dudes can have any job they want in the world because technology is the future and they're already... A hundred steps ahead They've been coding since they was like Seven, six, seven years old So they were socially awkward But the dude in high school that thought he was the man Because he was bagging every chick This socially awkward dude is going You know what I mean? He's going to be a billionaire Being able to pick and choose who and whatever he wants He or she He or she Pick pick and choose whatever he or she wants Right? And Whatever man Um, I just really thought that this this scene was was really great and just the movie in general with the whole topic of being created or being in living a life the same every single day and creating patterns and habits for yourself and you're going through the motions you're doing what you think is right because other people say it's right or because someone else made you believe that this is what you have to do but in, but once you take control of your life you start to feel more excitement, more happy because that's what happened. You know, that's what happened in the movie. Free guy, he one of his one of the first things he did was go and grab a health pack, right? You know, most of you who play games know when you play a game like that and you see a health box floating, you go grab that, it fills your health bar up, whatever. And when he did it, he was like, "Whoa, you know, I feel alive, I feel da 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 da," and he was able to laugh. It wasn't like he was dragging through his day. He was able to smile. He was able to laugh. He felt good about what he was doing. He felt good about himself. It was just a bunch of things that were changing. It's like, that's an, that's a reality for us. You know what I mean? That's real. For us, doing different things, um, stepping outside of our norms, it helps us be more happy, be more active and healthy. Doing something that we feel accomplished doing, basically. And that was the first topic I wanted to touch on. To, to, to piggyback off that, but go into my next um, little topic under the whole different point of view, 
uh, situation is is Kanye. You know what I mean? Um, Kanye West. He had an album, or not an album. He had a interview come out. Two interviews come out actually since this episode will be dropping. He had two interviews come out on Drink Champs, and before I even get into how deep it was. A lot of y'all, man, I saw a lot of the comments and a lot of the posts on social media. A lot of the reaction, and I'm not even going to say initial reaction because it was the only reaction. And it didn't last long. And it was everybody who saw the interviews and everybody who didn't see the interviews but heard the clips were all fixated and stuck on. Well, that's I can't say the same. That's the same. Whatever. Oh, all fixated on the fact that Kanye was dissing all these people, name dropping all these people, and in all reality, it's uh, in all reality, it, it it's based on how you view it, right? So you could look at this and hear what he said about certain people and say, oh, he was on there dissing people. He was talking crazy. He was doing this, that, and third, yada, yada. But in all reality. It all depends on how you interpret it, right? Because he wasn't really dissing people. He was able to speak freely and be comfortable and be confident and speak what he really thinks um, with respect to those who he was referencing, right? So one of the things, and I don't have this written down, but one of the things, just to clarify that, is he said uh, Big Sean was his worst business decision. And... A lot of people was like, yo, he came for Big Sean, was dissing him, was on there talking crazy, this, down the third. But it's like, no, 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 no. Stop thinking so surface and stop looking for the clickbait stuff and really think about what he's saying. He said, Big Sean is family. You know, I helped that man out and, his, and I helped his family. I helped all that, whatever. Big Sean is family. But in terms of a business deal, business decision, now take emotion out of it. Just thinking strictly business. He didn't say anything wrong. That's that's real. Some of your worst business decisions are going to happen with people that you are cool with or comfortable with because they may not be on the same page as you. They may not be on the same wavelength. They may not have the same goals and aspirations. They may not want the same out of life. A lot of things can come from that. You know what I mean? So with him saying that, it wasn't like he was bashing and doing all this at a third. And when he was putting people in a group chat... Or when he put people in a group chat and say like, "Oh yeah, I make more money than da da da." If, even if that if that's true, if it's not true, whatever. It's narcissism, man. It's not really him just going and saying like, "Yo, I, I want to diss everybody. I want beef." It, it, there was no beef and none of that. You know what I mean? And this interview was like the happiest, the most clear Kanye has been in a long time, um, publicly. I'm not sure what it's like behind closed doors, and I'm pretty sure he has been happy and has been comfortable in a lot of times in his life. But publicly doing an interview and showing his face on camera, he he spoke clear and he smiled a lot. He laughed a lot. He looked comfortable. He was talking. He was a, he, maybe it's the money. You know what I mean? Oh, there could be plenty of uh, there could be plenty of variables playing a role in this. Whatever the case may be, he looked like a healthy, happy Kanye. And that was good, you know what I mean? Um a lot of a lot of what he said in the interview was was really, really dope, really, really deep. And it was an inspiration, man. Watching this interview really inspired me to go harder. 
watching this interview inspired me to be a better me. You know what I mean? I come on here and say that a lot, but still, like, you know, you have to have those constant reminders in life because you can go stagnant. You could, depending on what your motivations are or what type of person you are, because you could be, you know, up and down. You could be inconsistent. You could be whatever. I needed that interview, both of them. I needed both of those interviews to hear Kanye to really be able to see how his mind works full speed, be able to see how his how he thinks, uh, how he moves, kind of situations he's been in and out of that, you know, the media has put up and misconstrued it a little bit. You know, they put their own twist on it and try to have you believe things that aren't actually true, which happens way too often. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm gonna jump right into that. So, first off, he there was a quote that I wrote down. He said, uh, Shakespeare made English, Africans speak with drums. Um, I can't read or count. Well, no, 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 that's not what he said. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought I had it quoted, whatever. That's not what he said, word for word, but you know, that's paraphrase, whatever. So, he said, Shakespeare made English, uh, Africans speak with drums. I can't read or write. A lot of people may. I feel like I'm I'm going on tangent to tangent. Let me tie this together. Let me tie this together. Let me organize this a little bit before I get into it, right? So like I said in the front of the episode, this this is about different points of view. The Kanye interview is a, a representation of seeing the world through a free mind. And that was what was so inspiring about Kanye and then... Like right before the interview came out, watching the, the the movie Free Guy, like a free mind is everything. Like people have been trying trying to preach that, especially to the black community for years. You know, knowledge is power. Doing this, you know, information and read books and go to school, get your degrees and all that. But in all reality, what they're trying to tell you is a free mind is freedom. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure people have said that before too. Yeah, yeah, people have said that as well in the black community. But seeing this Kanye interview was like seeing it in real time, seeing it firsthand, seeing it in a, in, a, in current, you know, seeing it from somebody who looks like you, from seeing it, it, it's just amazing, man. Like I said, it was an inspiration. He's different. He's different. His mind is different. Now, to get back on what I was talking about, Shakespeare made English, Africans speak with drums. I can't read. I can't count. Now, Kanye said, or no, not what Kanye said, but whatever, uh, people may... Disregard you, throw you to the curb, whatever. Look down on you if you don't excel academically, if your grades on paper don't look good or whatever. But for a lot of people, their mind doesn't operate like that. But but because society has set these standards and set these parameters or these... uh, Making it so that we believe that we have to be a certain way to show that we... Are who we are, whatever, right? Like you're you're only considered smart if you get straight A's in school, but like the people who dropped out of school and got rich in the streets are smarter than ninety nine percent of the business students in college. The one percent of business students in college are just the one percent that just, you know, what I mean, they may have had experience beforehand with some of their parents and cousins in the business world. They may have, you know, what I mean, like they're in college, but it's a one percent. The dudes in the street that's that's making it happen, that's successful. You know what I mean? That 
even even if they got locked up, whatever. There's a lot of dudes in the streets that's that's dealing whatever. They drugs, weapons, whatever it is, whatever the case may be. They've been in business for longer than a lot of these people, and they know a lot more about the world. They know a lot more about business. They know a lot more about numbers. They know a lot more about you know real life applicable information than people who go to school who spend thousands of dollars who grew up in these Ivy League graduate households and all this like society wants us to believe and I hate to sound that sound like a conspiracy theorist but just we grow up being taught things that may not necessarily be true right I'm not dumb because I don't have the best grades in school I'm not less smart than a person next to me because they're getting straight A's and I'm not. And I used to tell people that in school all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Shout out to Margie, man. It's no slight to Margie, but Margie is this white girl that went to school with me, right? And this is when I was in a city school. So it was a predominantly black school. And Margie, everybody used to like, yo, Margie's so smart. Margie's so smart. And some of them used to do it just off of ignorance because she was white. And some of them used to do it because her mom was a teacher or whatever. And like, I'm like, yo, bro, like, yeah, Margie's smart, but I don't think Margie's smarter than me, bro. Like, Real talk, I don't think none of them smarter than me. Margie, Rhea, all, like, you know, all these people. Shout out to all these people. You know what I mean? Like, and it's no slight whatever. I know some of my 58 listeners listen still, but whatever, man. I used to listen. I used to hear people talk about them. And these are people who weren't secure in themselves. These are people who, they grow up listening to their parents and their cousins and things. It's like, oh, yeah, you're smart because you got good grades. They, they listen to that, and they're like, oh, I'm going to run with it. But me, on the other hand, I'm like, man, no, 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 no. I don't care. What grades they got. I don't care how good they doing in school. What activities they're involved in. I don't care about what their extracurricular activities are. Because, you know what I mean? I'm an athlete. They're not. So they're spending more of their time and, and reading and doing all that stuff. Like, bro, these people are not smarter than me, bro. And there were plenty of opportunities. Let me hold on. There was plenty of opportunities for me to, to, to show that as well. You know what I mean? Like, just watching with someone how they, how they move and just how they think. And it's like, everything is by the book. It's like, bro, if I didn't read it, I don't understand it. Or if I didn't, if I didn't learn this, like if I don't have the the solution to this, or I don't have a problem to this, or what is the, what is the equation to this? Like I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know how to make sense out of it. And it's like, bro, like you don't even have general principles. Like you just go off of what you're taught. But whatever. So all these people look at these kids like, oh, they're so smart. And I, and I never was with it. I'm like, bro, this something about this just don't feel right. Like I'm not gonna believe that anybody's smarter than me because I know what I'm capable of. One and two. I'm just comp- I, I don't, y'all not smarter than me, bro. Y'all not. I just always knew like these kids is not smarter than me. I don't care how good their grades are or how bad I'm doing or how I, if I can't focus or not if I'm fidgety, whatever. I can pay attention to things and I can hear things and I can learn things differently than other people, and that's okay. I learn different from other people. Everybody learns different. That's different, and that's part of having a free mind is understanding that you may learn in a different way. That doesn't make you less smart. You know what I mean? You have an advantage in another aspect of life, and you have to run with that advantage. You have to take advantage of that advantage, right? So Kanye, right? He can't read, and he can barely count. Like, math is not really his best, whatever. But Kanye is brilliant. He's a genius. He's a musical genius. Well, he's a genius in general, but in my eyes. But, like, musically, we can use that as, as an example. You've heard some of his greatest hits. You've heard a lot of the songs. You may not even know that he's produced or that he's written, but this guy is a genius. Like, a lot of the top songs... From 1999 to current day have been songs curated by Kanye West. And to think for somebody to have a run like that, for somebody to be relevant for that long in in an industry where a lot of people don't even last that long, 
doing some of the things he's done, being like being a, a cavalier or a trailblazer for a lot of people and creating creating new artists by being revolutionary, right? Like artists like Young Thug, Travis Scott, Drake, uh, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, like excuse me, a lot of these artists are who they are and have become what they've become by way of Kanye West being and doing what he is and has done. Uh, so yeah, he may not be the best with what was taught by the books, but who is to say that what was taught in our textbooks and in our school curriculums growing up is right? You know what I mean? They don't even teach us black history, but yet all the history we're supposed to learn, we're supposed to take, like, we we have a curriculum we have to follow in history, right? You take global history, you take uh, uh, the U.S. history, you take all these history classes, and you, talk, you learn about all these white colonizers and all these racist individuals. And me as a black kid, I'm in class like, yo, when are we going to learn about somebody other than Martin Luther King? Somebody other than Malcolm X, somebody other than Harriet Tubman, like, it's the same people, but every time we go into the white history, it's a new face, a new person, somebody monumental did this, that, and the third, but they don't look like me. So it's like, why am I even listening to what you're saying, you feel me? And then it was like, Africans speak with drums, right? So you don't have to speak necessarily with English. We're African Americans. We had to adapt and adopt um European traditions, European clothing, uh, the English language, like all of this stuff, it's it's not even who we are at the root, right? So for Kanye to even be able to tap into that and be as successful as he has been, or be as successful as he is in the music industry and just in 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 life in general, like he's doing all of this operating off of a different pulse, right? Us as casual normal people, we're operating as. Going with society, being being told being told what to do, what not to do, being taught what we were told, and 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 trying to live life with that instead of experiencing. Th- Yo, another example, right? I just went to this restaurant the other day. I love I love this restaurant too. It's like a real like like a real, you know, restaurant. Actual chefs like saute. It, it, it's it's pretty fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's chill at the same time. Whatever. I, I love this restaurant. I go there often. Um. And I wanted to eat steak. I was in the mood for steak. And I watch all these people cook on, on online. I try to learn how to cook by way of watching some of those videos or whatever. Just getting familiar with it. Like, you know, looking at those videos, I know, like, let, let me not be as scarce with the, the seasoning. You know what I mean? Like, it may look like it's a lot, but it's not enough. You know, put it in there, you know, rub your meat, you know, massage your meat when you cook it so you get that feeling, so that everything is spread and... Just like make make love to the food almost so that the love is transferred. Whatever that's that's a tangent. But make a story make a long story short. I was looking at how people were cooking steak, right? And a lot of people make steak and it be super juicy, but it's medium or it's rare. And it's like, damn, you know, I, I've been eating my steak well done, medium well for a long time. It's like, yo, this is burnt steak. Like this, it's never as juicy as I see on on, on these videos. On these tutorial, these cooking tutorials, it's never as juicy as this. So I go to this restaurant. I'm like, yo, get me the medium steak. Or give me the steak, cook it medium. Make sure it's juicy. I don't care if it's pink in the middle. I don't care or none of that. Just make it juicy, make it flavorful, and bring it out. And that was probably the best steak I've had ever. No, no, no. Let me not say ever. Let me not say ever. Let me not say ever. Hell no. My dad made the best steak I had. My dad and my stepdad. Those two dudes right there on the grill is different, man. Different. The steak I've had made for my dad and steak I've had made for my stepdad, 
by far is better than any steak I've ever had. But this restaurant steak I had, with it being medium and with it being a black chef who I know personally cooking it, it was up there, man. It, it, it definitely was up there. And the plate in general, everything around it made up. But the fact of the matter is this, man. I was told that you should eat your food cooked thoroughly. You don't want blood in your food. You don't want this kind of third. Even though you can look up and see that the red the red juice and the red part of the steak is not blood. I'm still mentally trying to get over that hump of, yo, I got to make sure it's dark. I got to make sure it's cooked dark all the way through. That's just dry, burnt meat. Like, no. Give me the medium steak. Let me step outside of my comfort zone. Let me try something new. Let me look at this from a different view. Let me look at this from my own viewpoint. Let me try this out. Trial and error. If it's undercooked, let me get sick and let me never do it again, right? Or let me follow what everybody's saying and never try it, never had that experience. Same thing with mussels. I'm hearing people say, oh, mussels, the texture, this and the third. I tried mussels. I fell in love with it. I thought I would never like it. But why not try it, right? That's But whatever. I'm getting on tangents, right? So the next thing Kanye says that stuck out to me is... um. He said, uh, and this is me paraphrasing again. He said, I had on fours because my mom's friend told me I would like or told her I would like them. Um, I ain't know nothing about it. He he made reference to when he was in school, he was like super, super young. And this is before he was like into the fashion thing. Right. And his mom was looking for some shoes to get him. She asked her friend from work. She told him to get him some Jordan fours. Right now. Like he said, he didn't know anything about him. His mom didn't know anything about him. But because his mom's friend said, hey, get the Jordan 4s, he's going to like them. It wasn't necessarily her knowing he would like them because she doesn't know his taste. She told her to get the shoe because ignorantly she thought that other kids are wearing wearing them. There's a lot of hype around it. Other kids would appreciate them. So he should like them because he should be like the other kids. But why would you want him to be like the other kids? Why would you cripple your kid to thinking like that and moving like that? Just yesterday, I was at uh, the first basketball home game we had at A&T this year. Uh, playing versus Greensboro College, whatever. And I said this to my girlfriend after we left. I'm like, yo, did you really, like, a lot of people were walking in front of us. Because where we were sitting at, it was like, uh, it wasn't the closest um, in the gym. And it was like a walkway where like a lot of people would walk by to find seats. So we're sitting right there and, you know, we're able to look at everybody. And it was hard to focus on a game with so many people walking by, so many people dressed, whatever. You know, everybody's dressed up. Everybody's trying to look nice. And, you know, we talked about it after the game. And I'm like, yo, did you did you peep how like most of the people who walked past us look the same? <clears throat> Not in the face. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not in the face. Not in the skin complexion, not in the hairstyle. Well, yes, in the hairstyle, but, like, most of the people who walked past us looked exactly the same. And it's like, with what I had on and how I dressed, right, with the wrong crowd, people would look at me and, no, 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 let me not even use this as an example because I'm confident in myself and I know what I wear is cool. Or not cool, but I know what what I wear is good, right? But let me put it like this, right, for that guy out there, who is going out somewhere, whatever, trying to impress a girl, trying to get with somebody. He, he's, he's in a dating scene, right? Him being dressed comfortable in his own skin, dressed like himself, not wearing the most popular shoes or most 
known shoes or most known clothes, like him not having a watch on, like all of that stuff would be a turn on for that person he's looking for. If he's not looking for the right person, of course. I mean, because the right person is going to, you know, appreciate the small things, but whatever. <clears throat> the typical uh, woman he's looking for is not going to appreciate him being comfortable in his own skin. She's going to appreciate that person who looks like, quote unquote, he has money because they they associate certain name brand uh, clothes and certain shoes and certain things with having money. But a lot of these dudes who be dressed like that don't have money. Like one of the biggest principles in business, right, is fake it till you make it. So a lot of these people, you have to look, you have to look the part before you get the opportunity, before you get the partnership, before you get the investment, before you, before you make that major deal. Like, so a lot of these people, and that's where everything with the, the music industry, with the fashion industry, with the entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial world, like real estate, all like all that. You have to fake it till you make it. You can't pull up to somebody trying to sell a house and you driving like. Not even, I don't even, I don't even, yeah, you driving a hoopty, right? Your car barely making it down the street. And you get out and your shirt, your clothes don't fit. You're not talking as professional. You were all, you, you weren't on time. Like those small things people pay attention to and you lose opportunities for that, right? And the same thing applies with like the dating scene. So people associate what we classify as a social norm as being a certain way. But in all reality, but don't, it don't have to, like, it don't have to be like that. It don't have to be like that. Now, the business example may not be the best example because you have to have clothes that fit, whether it's new, whether it's expensive, whatever. If you have clothes that fit, you're going to look the part regardless. But in the other aspect, if you don't have on J's or the cargo, like everybody had, every, this is how everybody dresses. Um, every every black dude or every person on the HBCU campus, whatever, this is how they all dress. They got Jordan 4s on or... The sixes. They either got Jordan 4s, the sixes, or the 12s. They got cargo pants on, or they got uh, Yeezy slides, or any of the Yeezys on. They got cargo pants, green cargo pants, popular, gray and black. Green, gray, and black cargo pants. Uh, a graphic tee or a vintage tee, one of the oversized, like an oversized t shirt. Um, black, gray, with red on it, white on it. You know what I mean? Black or gray, red, white on it. And they got a hat on, a fitted hat with like LA on it. Uh, what's another one? The the Raiders hat. Um, uh, NY fitted. Like they all have the same fit on, the same haircut, the same dreads, the same little. Everybody got the same thing, the same dye color, the same everything. Then a the female walked by. She got on Yeezy slides with some bell bottom uh, disco pants on. With a crop top, the same hairstyle, the little tight ponytail, cause she don't got much hair, or not even that she don't got much hair. She got a tight ponytail, and she got the long ponytail connected to the to the to the hair she got. Um, and this, and I'm not saying this is race related or no, you know what I mean? No, no. Like some people just got short hair, but whatever. Um, the same little hairstyle, or they got like the the same braids. It's just all the same stuff, and it's like, bro. Y'all only wearing this because the next person is wearing it. Or because the next person wore it, you thought it was cool. Now you want to hop on that same wave. But I'm in the game. I got on some ripped jeans, some Pumas, and a hoodie. I haven't seen a pair of Pumas on campus. And I don't, I be looking like the eyeball in the mix. Like, 
I dress like myself, but I, I still look good and I, I'm still comfortable, right? And people notice that. And it's like, oh, to bring everything back to where I, where it started, this lady told Kanye's mom, like, yo, get him these shoes because the kids are going to like it. Not because he's going to like it, but because the kids are going to like it. And me wanting to be a parent in the future and wanting to be, you know, better than my dad and have my son or daughter better than me, like, I'm not going to set my kid up that way to have them thinking that, yo, you got to get the newest J's that come out and spend all your, your, your money, your hard-earned money. Every time you work and get your check, you go straight to the shoe store and get the same pair of kicks everybody else got because who's really putting the value in this? You know what I mean? Like, why do you want those shoes? Asking yourself why. And there was this show called, there's this show called The Startup, right? I've been watching that. And there was these three people or whatever, another spoiler, these three people that are trying to get an investor to invest in a new cryptocurrency company. And in doing that, they met this one guy. He has bad money. He's known for investing in cryptocurrency companies and, you know, helping them get to the next level so that they can take off. And he asked him, what is your why? You know what I mean? Like, why you? Why did you want to start this company? Why do you want me to invest? What is your why? And they couldn't answer it at first. They kept saying, because we want people to have a new form of income. We want third world countries to do this, that, and the third. We want all this. And it's like, no, 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 no. What is your why? And it's like, we have to ask ourselves that in life, right? So... Fast forward a little bit, maybe it was the next episode, and the dude came back, face all beat up, uh, his arms was wrapped up, because, you know, he's in a gang, right? He's in a gang, and he's trying his hardest to get his family away from that lifestyle, to get away from that lifestyle, to help his people come up, because they're living in Miami, and all the other ethnic groups are thriving out there, whether it be dirty money or clean money, they're thriving, and his community is the one that's still held back, right? So what can he do to help them get out of that jam? How can he keep his son from becoming a gang member? How can he keep his son from getting shot, from gang violence with the crosstown, you know, with their crosstown, whatever, whoever they beefing with, right? How can I get my daughter in a good school so that, you know, she don't have to date somebody that lived a life like I did so she could date somebody better than me than the next person, you know, the the, the girl in the group? Um, you know, how, how can she uh, create generational wealth for her family so that they don't have to do anything illegal and get uh tied up with uh, the mexican mob or cuban whoever you know whatever and then the the white boy that was involved in it you know how can he do something to counterbalance and fight against what his dad was doing with his dirty laundering money so like it was like bro, like what is your why you know what i mean not what why are you doing this in relation to other people or what other people are going to say what they're doing what they're thinking what is your why? Um, I keep going from tangent to tangent. I'm trying so hard to stay on topic, but it's just like so much that I've been watching and so much I've been listening to and so much that I've been, uh, uh, you know, filling my mind with has been like kind of centered around the whole Kanye interview, right? Thinking with a free mind, doing things to take yourself to the next level, uh, fighting the extremes, overcoming obstacles, like just... My mind is all over the place right now, and I'm trying to keep it centralized as, 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 as much as possible. I'm trying to stay uh, centralized, so stay with me. And then I think about it, 
uh, with the the forest situation. I think and uh, some of the things that Kanye followed it up with. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I didn't write it down, but to sum it up, it basically was to get where you want to go. You kind of have to forget about some of the things you deem important. Uh, you have to compromise a lot of those things because in all reality, it's not important, right? So an example would be, yo, I'm trying to progress my podcast, right? I'm trying to get my podcast to the next level. I want it to sound better. I want it to look uh, good. I want it to be everything I want it to be so it can get to the next level. And to do that would take some money, would take me investing in myself, me having faith in myself, faith in this process and really investing and sacrificing things that I deem to be important, right? So one thing, right? I know I have to eat. So why am I going out to eat as much? Why am I ordering as much and buying all this food when I can go to the grocery grocery store, use stamps, or I could go um, to the, whatever, go to the grocery store, get a bunch of stuff I can cook and stuff I can prepare at the house and have me set so that that's money being saved, right? Um, thinking about ways to cut back on spending because I'm buying things or look, I'm not, I'm not even really buying things. I really spend a lot of money on food, really. But whatever, right? So I'll stay on food. And it's like I'm buying food that I'm like, yo, I'm hungry. I need to eat. I'm in the mood for this. I want to eat this. I'm in the mood. For, like, let me eat this. Instead of saying like, I'm not eating because I want to eat. And I'm not eating what I want to eat. I'm eating out of necessity. Now, let me eat what I have at the house. Save this money. Put money up to get a camera. Now, I got a camera for the podcast, right? Now I can post YouTube videos. Now I can edit, all right? Now I need the software to edit the video and make it look as crispy as possible, to add the music on the backgrounds, to do the transitionings, to do the cutscenes, whatever. Like, all right, I have to invest in the software. How much does this cost? Okay, well, let me do the math. How much am I spending each week? Uh, what am I spending it on? How can I minimize that or eliminate it in, in total? You know, things like that. And it's like a lot of us are so worried about what the next person got going on or what's being told to us on social media or what's popular or what's this, that, and the third instead of saying, like, let me focus on myself. You know, young, a lot of young people I'm around, everybody just want to have sex and chase females. Like, that's not really important because they're always going to be there, especially if you're successful. And you're not going to get successful if you're chasing them. You need to chase what's important. And let them chase you. You see what I'm saying? And vice versa. Same with the females. And a lot of the females are better than this at us. I've seen a lot of them on campus go to work. Um, they're not worried. They're not worried about chasing a guy because they know that those thirsty dudes on campus are gonna chase them. And there's a lot of that going on. So for them, they just oh, let me focus on getting my grades right, getting this internship, getting all this set in order so I can be ready when it's time to go, when it's time to really enter that, that that real world outside of college, when I'm fully independent, when I really got to make this job stuff count. Um, yeah, man, a lot of, like, we, we, we look at it through the wrong lens. We look at life, uh, and we just have to ask ourselves, what is our why? And, you know, ask ourselves a lot, of, a lot more questions to have us think more deep, I really hope I'm getting this point across, man. I feel like I'm not saying what I wanted to say. When I first heard the interview, when everything was fresh and I put my notes down for this episode, man, I swear it was much more clear than this. And I, I was going to get straight to it, but I kept, like, pushing it back, man. But whatever, man. So 
Next thing that stood out to me that I took down was uh, Kanye mentioned Kobe, and he's saying he went to the gym with him, trained with him, and he was saying Kobe showed him a video uh, of Scotty, and he was like, everybody's so concerned about his wingspan, but Kobe used to look at his feet. And this goes back to the principle of like what we deem to be important may not be that important. We're not looking at the right thing. I like to relate sports to life a lot, especially when I'm trying to explain things to some younger people or whoever. Um, when you, as an athlete, right? Or no, 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 in life, in life. I'm going to use a life example. And like I said, fake it till you make it, right? So a lot of these people are saying, yo, um, in order for me to be successful in this aspect, I need to have this many thousands of dollars and I got to be able to put it here, 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 and there. Yada, yada, yada. And I got to say this and do that. And it's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So that may be true. But what about the small thing that the next person in that same field of work isn't looking at? Because you may have the same story as the next person. You may be looking to do the same thing as the next person in the same market. But what is going to separate you from them? What differentiates your product from the next? Because everybody has skincare products. Everybody. I know at least three girls, personally, at, nah, at least four or five. I know at least four or five girls, personally, um, who have skincare products and who are selling candles, who are selling um, hair, who are selling, like, just I, it's, some of these markets, it has a lot of people. So what are you doing different? What are you looking at differently or trying to approach differently from the person that you're competing with or from the people in your market that you're competing against? And... It kind of comes to the way that I analyze, or an example for me, what I do personally is when I analyze the Joe Budden podcast, right? So I'm looking at Joe Budden and I'm, I'm seeing how he facilitates his podcast in the smallest way possible, right? The music he plays at the beginning of the podcast versus, you know, when he plays music, when... He's telling a story, how he's explaining, how how he even tells a story, right? The change in the tone of his voice, um, the 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 descript, how he describes the the atmosphere from what it sounds like, what it feels like, what it smells like, what it looks like. When he tells a story, you can you feel like you're there. You can. Put an image in your head without it being one there. You see what I'm saying? From how he times his jokes, when to laugh, when to to be serious, um, when and 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 some of the t some, sometimes you may not agree with when he does it, whatever. But it's cool. It's just like um, when certain topics are brought up, I watch how he may take a back seat and let his co-hosts. Have at it. He'll chime in. He'll still try to facilitate and control, you know, jumping from topic to topic, um, finishing a topic out, getting your points across. But there's a way and there's a style in how he does it, right? Coming on the mic and being able to articulate yourself and uh, really, like, clarify and, cl and, and clearly express the thought. Um, while the mics are on, while the cameras are on, because 
it's clear as day when you write the topics down, man. I promise you, man. It's clear as day. You write the topics down, you know exactly what you want to say. You map it out. You think about it. Whatever. And then it comes time to record and, like, you're not really talking the way that you were talking when you when you brought up the situation. Or when you have the same conversation with one of your peers to be able to, to have it the same way on the mic, have the same viewpoints. and Whatever, man. Like, I think Joe, like Kanye, is a genius. And, and his mind operates in a different fashion. Um, Like, for sure, man. Like, for sure, for sure. Like, his podcast isn't good just because there's chemistry. There's a lot of thought. There's a lot of calculation, there's a lot of preparation, there's a lot of behind the scenes and small things that goes into it that makes it different, right? Uh, the A mic, B mic, C mic, D mic, there's four people there. For everybody to, to know their role, accept their role, embrace their role, know when to come in, know when to sit back, when to let the next person go, when to, you know take the ball and run with it, hold it down, when to drag out a conversation so that the time is being filled while somebody steps away from the mic briefly, like, just all those small things, paying attention to that, man, I look at Joe Rogan, his different style of interviewing, right, let me get you comfortable, let me ask you questions that may not be asked when you do interviews with some of these other public platforms, you know what I mean, let me get you to feel comfortable with me, because we have some of the same views in life or whatever, because we have a friendship outside of this podcasting thing. I look at all that, man. Um, it, there's techniques and whatever. So just like how Kobe would look at Pimpin's feet, how Kanye would look at or listen for uh, the different tempos or... Uh, well, like how you how how mentioned the difference between Nas and, and Jay-Z. He said uh, Nas and Jay-Z was, was right there, man. It was like a competition until Jay-Z started to use the double time, right? And not so much would Nas do that. And would he be able to do that? Yeah, Nas is uh, Kanye's favorite or whatever. But you have to respect Jay-Z's ability to find something that was lacking and emphasize on that. Um yeah, man. The, the, the last part I want to touch on, I'm pushing on 50 minutes, man. Just rambling, man, whatever. Oh, the last the last part was, uh, he said, uh, the declaration of insanity is a form of censorship and control. And that just ties everything back together, like I said, man. You know, who's to, who's to say that because your grades aren't straight A's that you're not smart? Or because you can barely read or write that you're not educated you can communicate, you can speak like 10 different languages, but you can't read or write. Like, there's people out there like that, you know what I mean? You can't read or write, but you can make music that touches the soul, that people can articulate and speak for you through the music. Like, the declaration of insanity is a form of censorship and control. People always try to say, oh, Kanye is crazy, Kanye is this, Kanye is that. For a long time, Kanye was, quote unquote, canceled. Because he used to like say things that people didn't understand and go against the norm. Like, because everybody believed one thing and he went the opposite way, he's crazy. But really, you're crazy. Like, because you're crazy to think that what everybody else is doing is acceptable. It should be the way you go. It's like, whatever, man. Um, Kanye is great, man. I think that's one of my favorite uh, entertainers 
public figures ever. You know what I mean? Like he's not. And with with the whole thing he said about being a rapper, like people when they put him up on the boards at the at the basketball games and they say the rapper Kanye West, and it's like the same thing as calling him a nigga. Like, yeah, it's the same thing. Don't limit me to this box. Kanye is much more than just a rapper. He's he's done rap. He's done pop. He's done rock. He's done. He's a he's a writer. He's a He's a writer, a producer, he's a and a, a rapper, he's uh, a fashion icon, he's he's so much more than just that. And all of us are, we're so much more than just the titles that we, uh, the labels that people put on us, that we may have put on ourselves by mistake, unknowingly, whatever, man. That man Kanye is different, man. And uh, only a few people could really understand how his mind worked, because... There's a lot more to it that I got from these interviews, but I, I, I've, like I said, I'm already pushing 50, and it's kind of hard for me to really centralize and really knock down and explain to everybody so that we're on the same page, because I just get it. I can't really explain how, I can't really explain why, but I get it with how his mind is working what he was thinking, how he was thinking, what he meant with some of the stuff he said, even if it sounded salacious, whatever. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I get it. I get it. But whatever. Uh, that's another episode of Best of Both Worlds. If you like what you heard, subscribe. If you want to be a part of the podcast, follow me on Instagram at ibrock88 and DM me. I respond pretty quick. I never really leave anybody or any notification on my phone uh, lingering pretty long unless I'm at work. But even with that, man, I respond quick. I try to get back to each and everybody as quick as possible. Um, I'm, I really something bothers me with having notifications on my screen. I gotta get over it because, like, the more busy I get, the more people reach out, or the more you know. It's, I know it's gonna get challenging. I won't be able to clear everything, but I like everything to be clear so that when I look at my phone, it's not overwhelming. Uh, I don't know, that's just me. But yeah, man, follow me. If you like what you heard, whatever, I'm going to leave you out with a nice little tune. And uh, yeah. Wrist break.